but what is this? It looks like a new video game I'm sitting on. Well, it wasn't as much as Mom's coat. <laughs> Was so. Oh, yeah, what about the watch? Well, what about the attitude Dad'll just have to sell more shoes? <laughs> you know, when the truck was taking me to the lobster warehouse, I said... I said to Sven, you think it's all worth it, buddy? And Sven said, when it's for the family, it's always worth it. He also said that a lobster couldn't pinch through an athletic supporter. <laughs> Sven was 0 for 2 today. <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. Here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. What's up, guys? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. We're in the Jiggly Room. The nudie bar is the place to be with no ma'am. That's us on the Marrow with Children podcast. Uh, we have the guy who has an extensive collection of Yodely Andy vinyls, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? He really is the Marvin Gaye of yodeling. I mean, he just he's underappreciated, though. Yeah, that he is. And we're also joined by the guy that's going to help me siphon Steve's gas, Justin. What's up, buddy? <clears throat> You're doing the sucking. <laughs> well, then let's get Jerry involved. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm sucking anything of Steve, it ain't his gas. Whoa. I meant, uh, no, I'm telling Steve that y'all are stealing his gas. How dare y'all? Oh, you mean you're sucking up to him then? Oh, okay. This episode is called Master the Possibilities. That's a play on words, of course. Master, that's how a dog refers to its owner. If it could talk, I guess. Um, in this episode, Buck the Bundy family pooch mistakenly receives a credit card in his name. This episode, man, as soon as it started, this is one I'm more familiar with. And God, I knew that it was going to be gold. But, you know, uh, sometimes when I'm like watching these for the show, I'll admit that I'm a little distracted in the sense that it's not like it used to be where I just kicked back and enjoyed an episode. I felt something would be a little lost in it. But man, this must be so good because I felt like I was just watching this for fun. Uh, The premise is insane. You know, uh, of course, we'll get to it. But guys, what do you think of that? Like, you know, it used to be a, a bigger thing in the 90s and stuff in the 80s, I guess, obviously, to get things in the mail like you won this, you you have to claim money, you have a credit card, you don't even have to apply for it. Did you guys ever actually call to get the credit card approved? This is my first credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had zero credit. It was a mess. And then I ended up getting a loan somehow. And then all of a sudden, after I paid off that loan, I started getting those like pre-approved credit cards in the mail. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have done that. Now, Jerry, can you even qualify for a gasoline card? Uh, not until this past year. I got... Uh, 
I got a credit card in 2016 as the first credit card of my life. Um, and I got it through my Wells Fargo bank account. <laughs> they, they were like, well, we'll give you, we'll give you $1,500 on a credit card. And I'm like, I'll take it. How well, many, uh, do you have credit cards, Alex? Uh, I'm not into having them. I have three accidentally. Uh, <laughs> one of them accidentally. Is one a Lowe's card? <laughs> is, no. It was one addressed to Buck. Oh, I have a Neiman Marcus card in case I want to buy a gift for anyone. But besides that, I have a uh, Discover card, which I had since I was 18. And Ooh. I got a credit card from my credit union at work, which I, I don't think I really ever used. And then I I came up with a scheme this year. Uh, it's so weird. Yeah, wow, credit cards. This is the first time I ever like, took an interest in a credit card. So, you know, we bought this house. And I said, listen, we're not going to live on... You know, we're not going to sit on milk crates for a year. So I said, look, we got to do a lot of shopping, fill this house up with stuff because I just had the one bedroom apartment. And I said, but I don't have the money right now. So here's here's my brilliant idea. I said, when you buy a house, that's when you get the biggest uh, federal uh, federal tax return. So last year was was a, a good amount because it was the first time I did it as a marriage, uh, you know, get your tax done. So I knew that I could swing. I said, I'm going to spend $10,000, and I won't go over that, and then I'm going to get a new credit card to do it that's zero interest for a year. And then mm -hmm. by the time they ask me for the money, I will uh, have had got all that money back in my taxes. And I said, I'll just drop it on them in one swoop and cancel them. And that's what I did. Yeah, that's, that's a good... Thing. You completed it. You actually paid them back and everything, and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's Holy what you shit. do. I, I, I don't understand. I hate when people like get in credit card debt by spending more than they know they're going to have. Right? That's how it happens. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, Alex did the smart thing. He knew what he could spend. He knew, uh, you know, what he was going to get back around, and then he, uh, he, he, you know, spent the money up front and paid it back in the end. That's how you do it. And the hardest part that most people – let's just say that most people could get away with this. The thing they actually wouldn't do because, you know, humans have that weakness. They 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 would say, but I have $10,000. I'm not going to give it to the credit card. You know, and they, they would say, <laughs> I'll pay half of that and then let's keep the other half and I'll just pay a little bit of interest. You know, that's yeah, how a people, little bit of interest. Right. <laughs> what, like 20%? Dude, it was 19%. 19%. And then on – that's $5,000 that – they charge you, or, or I don't even know, ten thousand dollars a month for every month that you don't pay it. That's insane. Yeah. So it's funny that we're doing this episode in the same year I pulled the scam, but yeah, so it worked out, guys. So there is hope in credit cards. Yeah. What Peggy uh, cannot let go of is the Lakeside Mall. I mean, guys, this is now four weeks later, and this chick is still shopping where santa was thrown out of an airplane i wonder if she's got any coupons left yeah yeah there was a bag full of them in santa's sack hmm. i mean a sack full wait never mind so peg comes home with a ton of bags and you figure she didn't forget anything but she says she did so she says well let me see the list what i was supposed to go out for and peg forgot everything that is food related and she just bought a bunch of crap now he, this i did you? I'm. I'm, I'm gonna ask you guys because to me, every time I see this scene, because like I said, those are my favorite ones. This makes absolutely no sense. 
what does Peg do that you, has you scratching your head right here after she comes in and hears Al pull up in the driveway? Oh, she puts the, the stuff behind the couch like he can't clearly see behind the couch when he comes in the door. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Who goes grocery shopping at a mall? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I think he just said go shopping today. Gave her a list. She goes, okay. And she went wherever she wanted to go and then looked at the list afterwards. But, yeah, it's bizarre. Peg and Bud hide all of the bags and packages behind the classic Bundy couch as if Al's vision is reduced to ours. We can't yeah. see behind the couch, but he always walks behind the couch when he comes home. But, of course, to push this even further... They make him walk in front of the couch. Yeah. It is just bizarre, dude. Yeah. And on top of that, it doesn't even matter because she left uh, the the tag on her coat and Bud still got his brand new unused skateboard sitting in his lap. And video game. <laughs> okay, who went shopping? <laughs> shopping? Not us. We've been here all day. Where'd you get the jacket? Oh, this old thing. <laughs> How was your day, honey? Oh, great. Only worked half a day. Stopped to get something to eat. Whipped out the old credit card. They whipped out the old scissors and cut it in half. <laughs> Overextended again. Uh, anyhow, I'm a little late because they didn't have any cash. So to pay for my grilled cheese, I had to unload lobsters for two hours. <laughs> nice skateboard, bud. Well, Bud needed a few things for school. Uh, which class needed a new jacket for Mommy? It was just a cheap jacket. I mean, it hardly cost anything. Just making a big deal over nothing. Uh, you know, I was just out shopping, and I wanted to get a little something for everybody. What'd you get for me? Oh, that reminds me. Here you go, Buck. <laughs> He is such a good boy. Hey, oh, and there's a video game that fall that has fallen on the couch. Do we see what on. that game is, Jerry? You're the gamer here. No, it's 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 an any it's it's the size of an NES bo uh, game box, a box for the original Nintendo system, but uh, they don't show the game. Uh, but I will say that because the box is a purplish blue, it looks like it could be a Capcom game like um, one of the Mega Man Mega games Man's. or Mega Man's or Darkwing Duck or Dark like Queen the Chip Duck. and Dale DuckTales games because those are all made by Capcom Ooh. also. So I would place my money that it was one of those, but since this is 88 and the Nintendo uh, – Got well, actually, they're close enough. They actually could have got one early from early test market, but still, 88 that would be still really early in the Nintendo's life. It had been out for two, three years at that point, and only widely a year and a half, two years. Mega Man 2 was out, yeah. So, you had like Mega Man, Mega Man 2, you had like the first DuckTales game, and you had like Capcom getting big, but yeah, 87 would be 87 at in the beginning of 88. That's like going in its third, fourth year of being out. 88. Oh, so I can't be Shaq Fu. Okay. <laughs> no, Shaq Fu is a uh, super Nintendo, Sega Genesis and uh game boy. Okay. Yeah. My parents felt that that'd make a great Christmas present. They were wrong. Well, they gave you what you deserved. 
<laughs> that could be true. Uh, Double uh, Double Dragon Two has sort of a purplish cover. Ooh, it also has one of the best box arts ever. You should get it tattooed on your back shoulder. <laughs> I would, but that's where Steve's face is going. Mm-hmm. So I, he's always looking over my shoulder. You know, we should all get like a married like married children uh, tattoo at the end of the song. Like maybe just a shoe or something on us somewhere. Or <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. If if we all three of us together make it through this entire journey, <laughs> I will get the Married with Children logo tattooed on me. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it for some money. From who? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be big and famous by then. So oh, I mean, yeah. Like... Which people catch on. Any day now, guys. Any day. Yeah, yeah. But we'll have the Patreon and we'll get we'll get like $500 per it'll episode. Be, it'll be a tier to get JP to get a Married with Children podcast tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Al goes to use his credit card, very reminiscent of 16 years and what do you get? And it was stuffed so much that when he went to use it, it went bleh face. And guys, this joke reoccurs uh, definitely more than once. At one point, Al, <laughs> Peg says like, well, where's your credit card? And he opens his hand and blows confetti in her face. <laughs> I got a question for y'all. I see this joke all the time of the credit card getting cut up. I have never once seen this happen in real life. Yeah, I don't think that happens. No, they can't do that. That's like being... It's almost the same spirit as him applying for a credit card and then send, sending him a reply saying, drop dead, deadbeat, or whatever. Like, whatever. Pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same joke. You get so sued. What was Al trying to buy? A grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> How much does that run usually? Uh, apparently, it's the equivalent of unloading lobsters for two hours. You, you want to know something that's incredibly strange? Uh, and this goes to like the, the full circle thing like Alex always has. Today at work, uh, we were talking about grilled cheese and who actually pays for grilled cheese at like a restaurant because it's they're usually like $5 or something when they cost like 32 cents to make. You know what I mean? Like grilled cheese is the most overpriced thing at a restaurant ever, ever. Straight up. At, I've when never we go, bought a grilled cheese at a restaurant. Dude, when we go to Five Guys, because I love Five Guys burgers and Reese loves their fries, she doesn't eat meat, so she actually gets their grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh and how much God. they cost? $7. I have no idea, honestly. She usually gets uh, like that and a large fry, which I don't know why anyone buys a large fry from them because they even a medium they fills up six. half the bag. Yeah, exactly. Here you go, Buck. <laughs> he is such a good boy. He's a throw rug that eats. <laughs> And gets mail. Look at this. Buck Bundy, you may have already won $5 million. My dog's on a mailing list? You see, Dad, sometimes when you order something in the mail, your name goes on a mailing list. Well, what did Buck send away for? Kelly ordered him a dog collar. It cost 40 bucks. So, uh, Kelly is out on a double date. <laughs> Where is Kelly, by the way? Oh, she's out on a double date. Her and two guys. (laughs) So, hey, that's great, guys. That means at least two of us would still... uh, Never mind. 
<laughs> okay. You know, Al is really getting bummed out. You know, he found Bud's uh, Double Dragon 2 game. He says, you know, do you, you know, do you guys realize what you're doing to me or something like that? And, and you know, Peg and Bud do talk about this. And Bud's philosophy is, well, then Dad's just going to have to sell some more shoes. That's a good philosophy to have. Yeah. Because Al is out on the dock at the lobster uh, warehouse and he is loading lobsters with Sven, who had a few pearls of wisdom. And one of them is that a lobster cannot pinch through a jockstrap. Well, Sven was 0 for 2 today. Yeah, I actually got on a mailing list because Kelly ordered him $40 dog collar. <laughs> that I don't know why... She put his name as the recipient. I mean, I don't understand how his Actually, name Actually, would... that makes sense. If, if I was Kelly and I'm dumb and I'm ordering something, oh, well, it's for, for Buck, so I better put Buck's name. Ah, so this all does make sense. I knew it. So Al gets a package in the mail that Marcy kindly brings over, and it is uh, a bunch of Yodeling Andy vinyls. Yep, Al has a record player back then. That's It's seen all the time. If you guys ever noticed, uh, as soon as they walk in their house, if they take if they make their first right, it is right there, a record player. So uh, that's what they're still doing in 1987. I know they had tapes back then, A-tracks easily, I think. But yeah, Al's still doing the records, um, which I still do. Well, by 88, they started having compact discs. No. Yes, CDs came out in the 80s, dude. I, Late 80s. I don't remember that. It was 88 or 89. All right. Well, then Al's very far behind. <laughs> These couple records are $111. And Al didn't ask for them or anything, but they said, you got to give us the money. So now he's wondering where he's going to get the money. And I'd be like, dude, why are you, why are you wondering that? Just send it back. Uh, but Marcy lets us in on some pearls of wisdom. Again, everybody has bright ideas this episode. And she says... <laughs> You don't have to pay for those albums, Al. The law says that if you get something you didn't order, not only do you not have to pay for it, but you can keep it and use it. That's how we got that Facts of Life talking scale. <laughs> anyway, Steve's out gassing up his Mercedes, then we're going shopping. Want to come, Peg? Oh, Al, can I? <laughs> sure. And if Sven doesn't need any more help with the lobsters, maybe I can get a job in the zoo circumcising the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> But I do want to say, uh, uh, by 1984, uh, CDs were being sold in stores. Okay, Jerry, for once you're finally right and I'm wrong. Let me live this in. Let me have... Nobody was buying CDs then. Get out of here. (laughs) I I didn't say they were buying them. I'm just saying you could be... But uh, 1984 is when... They started 1983, 1984, but 1984 is when they started getting... Bigger because Sony had put out um, Walkman. What did they say? They put out a disc player. Disc man. Yeah, disc man. Uh, the first Loser. portable CD player, <laughs> which was in nineteen, which was in November nineteen eighty four. Can you imagine walking around with this big disc uh, sized? I I did, and anti skip is is a lie. Yeah, anti right. sixty second anti skip technology. You're a liar. My <laughs> Slim Shady LP skipped all the time. Yep. I'm with you on that. 
Yeah, it did not work. You had to just set that baby down at a desk you were sitting at, and that's about it, as... even if you like, even if you if you didn't hold it horizontal, if you held it vertical, it it just was. <laughs> No, it was not having it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I love the world's progressions. It's so funny. Burning through double A batteries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this has to be the greatest exchange between Al and Marcy thus far. Yeah, nobody goes shopping till I get some more money. As a matter of fact. Nobody goes shopping when I get some money because I'm going to apply for more credit cards in my name only. Marcy, now, now you work at a bank. You guys give out credit cards, right? Uh, no. No, we don't. But, but you do give out loans, though. Uh, no. Not anymore. You're thinking of a different kind of bank, Al. But you're a savings and loan, aren't you? Well, yes, we are. But we just call it that, you know, to get people to come in. Oops, I think I hear Steve. Coming! Oh, Steve, there you are. We don't need her. We don't need either of them. Well, actually, we do need Steve because I don't have any gas and I don't have a credit card. So, but we'll be needing the siphoning hose. Right there. I did not think about this the entire episode. I didn't think about it till right now, and I just want to know if, if y'all thought about it during the episode or it hasn't crossed your mind, but literally he could just return all the presents, all, all the stuff they bought. Right. He could just go return it. And that that never even entered my mind this entire time until right now when we're, Al's going through all this to get a credit card. He's going <laughs> to circumcise some Tasmanian devils uh, for for money. But he could just return all that stuff. Pretty amazing. And this episode could just be over. Or it could be him holding it over, him and Peggy arguing over taking it back and whatnot. I mean, obviously it's better this way, but... How does Peg always get a hold of his money, though? Like, it's so weird. At this point, if you had a wife that was like a, a human mosquito, wouldn't you, <laughs> <laughs> with red hair, wouldn't you just find, a, like, hide the money even in a shoebox at work or something? Like, would you really give her access all over and over again? Here's the thing. We know from um, episode one that bank account is in both their names, and we know... And in this episode, he actually threatens to get a credit card uh, that she won't have access to. And Kelly's always buying stuff, too. We saw Kelly come home with, like, jeans that were already cut up that one time when they were supposed to be saving money. I thought she was cutting them up. Oh, yeah, yeah. She bought jeans to cut up. So why is he giving a credit card to Kelly? Why is he giving a credit card to Peg? Like, he's doing this to himself. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing, dude. So, yeah, Marcy wants none of that. So, uh, Jerry, you know, it pains his heart to hear, but uh, Al is going to come up with another plan, and he has no gas, so he asks Bud to get the siphon hose. Did you guys ever do that? Like, there, you, you wouldn't you think just Al saying that and putting that out there this, you know, long ago, 30 years ago, 29 years ago, wouldn't you think that... um that would be going on constantly. Like, we'd all be getting into our cars, and it would be on E, and we're like, why is our car getting three miles to the gallon? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it happens a lot more in TVs and movies than it does in real life, apparently. Yeah, like even in Friday the 13th Part 3, they do it. I mean, it happens so much with Al that he keeps a siphoning hose around. <laughs> like, not just bring me a, the hose and we'll wiggle something. No, I have a legit siphoning hose. It's <laughs> something that with that it is so well known in my house, my son knows where to go get it without having to ask me. Yeah, because yeah, Bud's going to grow up with all the right morals and any decency a human being should have at this point. Well, we'll never know unless they re- they do this married with grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how he turned out. I can't believe I didn't even think to, that it would be called that. That'd be funny. With the same stamp that they use and everything, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Justin, did you ever have your gas siphoned or did you ever do that to people to get free gas? Um... Yes, I siphoned gas for a dirt bike one time. From, like, a regular person's car or one that you knew? A regular person's car. I knew them, but, yeah. (laughs) I just got a little bit, a little bit to make it home because I wasn't pushing a dirt bike miles, you know what I mean? And did you you take in a mouthful? Yeah, you always do. Ugh. So what, do you you (laughs) accidentally swallow that first, or do you just get it? No, 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 no. As soon as it touches your mouth, you know that that, oops. (laughs) Right, and you have to get it in your mouth, otherwise it won't rise to the top? No, it's just, like, you have to be really, like, you have to know that it's coming. Like, it's so hard to tell. It just comes all of a sudden. Jerry loves this conversation. (laughs) All right, I think we got to get out of this before this guy has a convulsion. Oh, my God, I'm dying. So uh, Al goes and applies for credit cards in numerous places he gets rejected by everybody even he can't even get a gasoline card and oddly enough buck is getting offers up the wazoo in the mail and one of them buck was uh approved for a credit card a regular credit card now i wish i knew the limit on this credit card um apparently it had no limit <laughs> yeah, okay, let's just, okay, well, first we'll say the premise in case, we we actually did find out that some people do not watch the episode before they listen to this. Guys, I implore you to watch the episode of Marrow Children before you listen to our show. Listen, I'm guilty of it too. I've been listening to uh, a few of my favorite old shows and I do not watch them but before I do it. And I still enjoy it, but I just feel like... I don't know. I, maybe we're doing an amazing job of explaining all this because people don't seem to care, so that's good. Al, well, you're just jealous of the dog. Mm, I'm jealous of anybody not married to you. Here's something I missed. Oh, look, it's a credit card. <laughs> See? I told you anybody can get a credit card. Anybody did, Al. It's for Buck. <laughs> credit card wow dad can't even get a gas card (laughs) hey i know what we can all do let's get out of the water treatment plant and you can all take turns throwing old dad into raw sewage (laughs) come on honey it's funny i mean buck got a credit card he didn't even apply for it yeah he didn't ask for it hey remember what mrs Rhodes said about those yodel and andy records they send you something and you didn't order it you can keep it Use it and not pay. (laughs) Oh, Al, you think we could? Well, when the bill comes, it'll come to Buck. (laughs) What are they going to do, sue a dog? (laughs) 
them, cuff them, beat the hell out of them. And what if they did? Dad, I think we've just stumbled onto a major financial breakthrough here. You bet we did. Good boy, Buck. Let's hit the stores. So they apply that logic to this credit card, thinking that because the credit card is in Buck's name, that they could just use it and buy a bunch of stuff. This scene is the entire reason that Kelly is not in this episode. Because this is some Kelly stupid right here. Right. They, there's no way that they think that this would fly. This is a Kelly storyline. Kelly would do something like this. Not Al. Al's not that stupid. How do you not know that this is going to be credit card fraud no matter what? <laughs> like, and, and I, you know, speaking of which, why do y'all think Kelly's not in this episode? Uh, because they specifically, she's out on a date. She's with her grandparents. Why did she go? But Bud didn't. Um, when earlier in the series, they both had to go at the same time. I'm almost like, did something happen to Christina Applegate that she actually could not film? And it was like maybe last minute. And so they just took all her stuff out and added just quips about where she's at. Maybe added Steve in there. I don't know, but I got to say, it didn't hurt the episode any. I mean, I love you, Kelly, but uh, this is so jam packed that you almost, it's hard to notice she's not there. I did. Because, you know, they, they even brought her up two times. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no. It went off without a hitch. So that's good. The show's strong enough that I could uh, not have one of its core characters, and it's still just as great. So, yeah, here's the point that we were getting at before. This credit card has no limit. Uh, <clears throat> so let's just give a short little list of what I noticed in their house after they went out and... Um, Bought a bunch of crap under Buck's credit card. Well, in their house, you could see in the background, fishing rods, luggage, a gumball machine, TVs, furs, baseball bats, elliptical machine, mini pool table, stationary bike, boombox, boxing gloves, tennis racket, basketball hoop, skis, bowling ball, and new bag, ping pong table, BB gun... And this is all being seen while uh, listening to Yodeling Andy records. I mean, Al just really wants to indulge in this whole I'm not paying for it thing. He'll even listen to Yodeling Andy. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that they have in there. Not only that, the she's uh, Peggy's wearing a fur jacket. And I also want to say I had one of those mini pool tables. And uh, it was a lot of fun, even though it did not help me play pool any better when I was older. Yeah, it's not going to help. Yeah, not at all. Like, if you had an unlimited credit card that you have no, apparently, uh, you you don't have to pay for this ever, I guess, what would be, like, the first five things you'd buy, do you think? How much is the limit? I don't know. Seemingly endless. I don't have... Let's just say what? Let's just give a guesstimation. I'd I'd say if they could have spent on all that, um, I'll say $3,000 or... No, maybe more. They, they had to spend more because, I mean, dude, think about it. Like, not only, like, what they bought right then, but they keep using the card through this episode. And, like, uh, Bud just buys TVs for these two girls. <laughs> and TVs have never been cheap. So. That's true. That's one thing that's always been expensive in life forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> okay, let's just say eight thousand dollars. What would you would you buy a TV, a gigantic TV, right? I guess. I, I wouldn't buy a TV bigger than the TV that I have because I have my shelves like built around it, so it's like kind of designed to only be that size. Yeah, buy new shelves. But I probably would. I probably would upgrade to uh, 4K. <laughs> um, and then I honestly like I could really use like an updated PC, much like Jerry. I'm sure that's what he would say. Um, <laughs> you know, I would I would go all out to where it runs smooth and. And I could do all my editing and podcasting and all that stuff. And then I would buy a wall mount and make a studio setup for my mic and stuff like that. Wow. Maybe pay some bills. <laughs> I could see Jerry. Yeah, can I can I pay off my MasterCard with my Buck Visa? <laughs> so I I definitely think Jerry would buy a gumball machine. I think he'd buy a tennis racket. Well, my gumball machine is actually a working gumball machine that's a replica of tom servo from mystery science theater 3000 and my tennis racket is signed by that guy that yells a lot oh Agassi. Um, i don't know his name but i mean i've got a signed tennis racket by him and you don't the guy used to have long hair yeah mcenroe no uh agassi agassi you're thinking of no mcenroe the guy who yells at everyone he was in he ended up being like in adam sandler movies yelling at people uh-huh. he was a famous tennis player like in the the 90s well do you got well you don't know this but I'll, I'll fill you in much like i told you about kelly when she blew the whistle into the phone uh this little scene of bud on the skis remember when he he says something like yeah sure i'll i'll tell kelly the news and then he just smiles and starts you know doing the ski motion again that is used in the intro of the show when they put his name on the screen. So, uh, and I don't know, again, I don't know if this is now or the next season. I keep forgetting to check. So the next thing, uh, Al and Peg decide they want to go on vacation. So they go and they're in a hotel room and they're just hanging out in a hot tub because it's a lot cheaper to film that than it is for them to go to Hawaii or something. So uh, there's an old guy with a smoking hot young chick and this old guy i'm sure you guys recognize him i do but i i don't know where from and i didn't look it up okay his name is bill Irwin. he is a really famous actor he has over 234 credits he was in home alone when kevin's mom tried to sell her earrings or whatever to get her plane ticket and you can go on the next plane and he's like, oh, she has all kinds of earrings, all dangly ones. Eh. And then he was the guy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when uh, Steve Martin was on the airplane and the old guy coughed in his face. That was this guy. He's from a movie called Somewhere in Time. And he's also in The Land Before Time, oddly enough. Yeah, he plays grandfather in The Land Before Time. Yeah. So, yep, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. I like him. Um, yeah, you, he has one of those faces where you definitely have seen him in something like, Hey, there's that guy type face. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you probably wouldn't know who he, like his name, like nobody, I, I doubt there's like huge fans of this guy who like, n- like watch everything he's ever done. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, yeah. He's not like, what's his name? E.G. Bailey or whatever from the creep show, killing the roaches. Like that's another old famous guy, but more famous yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So this hot blonde that he is with, I don't know if he's married or what, but he's definitely doing her. 
And when she walks in the room, the reaction of Al with his cigar. <laughs> did you guys notice what he did? Maybe you didn't. No, I did. I have it written in my note. Uh, the limp cigar rises. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that, Jerry? I mean, uh, sorry, Justin. Did you notice that, too? No, I did not. Yeah, th- I, I, I'm sure I didn't catch it when I was a kid. And then, you know, as I got older, I kept watching this, that it became insanely funny. Yeah, he had the cigar in his mouth, and it was just hanging, you know, loose, down, pointed basically downward. And then when she walked in, he, like, moved his mouth, and it went straight up. That's great. <laughs> it's just amazing. I love that stuff, man. They, you know, get in way with a lot of implications here, and I love it. <laughs> so I got, I got a question for y'all. The bill for the hotel before uh, the old guy shows up was 1500 and he gives the uh, a tip that uh, makes Peg see the uh, how do I say this uh, the look uh, that he was excited but not on his face yeah um, how much of a tip do you think he got what was that though did you see the reaction oh so you're saying he got a woody over it see see the look on his face yeah she says not Al his says face to her, and she goes on his face no. Ha 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 ha. Right. Yeah, I guess. Hey, listen. I guess I'd be like, boy, yo, 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 yo. If somebody gave me a $100 tip for for pouring champagne or whatever, I mean, that's a lot of money. Hell yeah. So uh, this couple now, you know, want to get in the hot tub with them. They both take their clothes off and the reaction of Alan Peg. <laughs> Peg's horrified because she's looking at the guy and Al is in heaven, man. I would give anything for that camera to flip around to the other side of the room. <laughs> now, how do you rate this chick? You know, we always talk about how hot the chick guest stars are on here. And um, <clears throat> this girl is no exception. We do not want to gloss over her. Her name is Debbie Monahan. Uh, from 1 to 10, how do you rate her in looks? I'm going like 9 here. Uh, I was going to say 8.5 myself. Yeah. And 8 for you, Jerry? Yeah, just because, like, we actually don't get to see that much of her besides her neck and head. She has some cleavage going on. Yeah, but, like, we don't get a good shot of it. So, like, she obviously, like, I'm just saying there's nothing there that makes me go, damn. There's nothing to spike it up to a 9 or a 10. I think I just put it together in my imagination. I could see that from her shins and her neck that she's probably hot. Look, Alex, I'm just proud of you giving a white girl that high of a rating. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Your wife won't. I'm telling her now. (laughs) So, So Bud gets these two babes. It turns out Bud is also on a double date himself. It's Bud and two other girls. How ironic. Yeah, didn't he already make this joke about his sister? Yeah, now he's on a double date. Now, he pries these girls with televisions and stuff. Are we to assume that Bud Bundy lost his virginity to two different girls in one night? Because he even said, Dad said he's only going to need a few minutes, which in Bud's case, I'm sure that's true. Now, and that's what I made the joke about Al. I said, like, was he, like, 15? <laughs> like, why is he only lasting two minutes in bed? <laughs> um, I don't think he... he... I don't think he got laid. I think he he probably got to make out with the chicks. Maybe touch a boob. You maybe get a little uh, a boob touch, but that's it. I, I don't think it went as far as getting laid. You don't think so, Justin? Mm-mm. Hmm. 
I, I, I don't, don't know. Think so I, one, I don't fully know at what age Bud is. Now, if he's 15, I can say that when I was 15, I was getting laid. So I wasn't. Those, but I feel like when I was 15, it's, you know, we're, we're talking the early 2000s and stuff moved a lot faster than they did in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think in the 80s, it was still like you were waiting until 17 before you were you were uh, losing it. Wow. Well, guess who's losing it? Uh, Steve's losing gas uh, from his car. So he goes over to ask Al for some advice, sees all the stuff. Gets the information about what Al's doing. I love how Steve puts it. Al has stuff. I want stuff too. I want to know how he got the stuff. And then he was going to be a CB to Bud if he did not give him the information. When Steve is sitting on the couch, did anyone think he looked like Dan Tanner from Full House? (laughs) Don't laugh. I'm being from Full House. Dan Tanner from Full House. I mean, mm. it, like, he hardcore looked like him. Like, audience, when you hear this episode, I want to know if you think Steve, go when you watch the episode, did Steve look like Dan Tanner in this? Uh, I would like a side-by-side picture posted on our Facebook page. <laughs> Come on, we have to be interactive here. One day we're going to get big and everyone's going to be hopping on this stuff. we got to start now. Who's in this jiggly room? Who just entered the room? Uh, that's probably your your wife who, who's mad that even though you won't what? cheat, you sure do flirt around a lot. Now, where's that soap bar, Alex? Ah, <laughs> oh, dropping the soap takes on a whole new meaning in this episode, doesn't it? How do you feel about Al flirting as much as he did in this episode? We, we've dealt with him 100% like being against cheating. He's not going to do it. But he was hardcore flirting in this episode. Uh, more than Earth Angel? Uh, Earth, yeah, see, that's... Yeah, was there was some out. inappropriate touching in that bathtub. I think that... And he encouraged it. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like after Earth Angel, everything's off the table now. It's like... Yeah. In, or on the table, whatever. <laughs> I don't know anything about expressions, but... Yeah, I mean, after he does that, what... Could he possibly do that is completely offensive? Like, yeah, because well, at least with Earth Angel, though, he was he was sleeping with Peggy. Here he's he's goading a, uh, a blonde to touch him under the water. Al is like going on a blonde rampage. Yeah. They gave Buck a credit card. Dad's using it because he didn't ask for it. So he doesn't have to pay. And, you know, like when you get records, you didn't want. Did he happen to sign Buck's name to the receipts? Sure. Then it's a prison he'll be going. (laughs) You might want to let him know. Well, he's sort of at a hotel. Then you're sort of in big trouble. (laughs) Gee, bud, what's the matter? Nothing that can't wait. (laughs) It's a jail that he is is a-going. Yep. So, uh, one last glimmer of hope for the Bundys. This old guy offers, uh, not offers Al, but just says to Al, do you know anybody that is willing to start from the bottom and only make $100,000 a year? In 1988, if you made $100,000, I'm guessing that's like making 230000 or 
even 280 maybe. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's over a quarter of a million dollars. And I'm just stalling because I'm waiting for Justin to pull his calculator out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let's let's do it. All right. It's like 211,000. Wow. Well, yeah, well, it turns out Al does not eventually get it, I guess, because, uh, you know, Buck or Bud calls him at the hotel, breaks the news that, uh, you know, the, the, the jig is up. And uh, I guess the old guy heard the whole thing because the bellboy because, yeah, the bellboy told them all out loud. So he's like, "Okay, this guy is not who I thought he was. I don't want him running anything in my company. The repos guy, the repo guys came and took everything out of the Bundy house. Now, do you guys know why it is uh, a complete error that they took Buck's bone? Uh, because the bone was bought with Al's credit card, not Buck's credit card. That's correct. Mm. Yeah, Peg seemed like a badass by grabbing it back from them and giving it back to Buck, and that was a sweet little thing she did for Buck. But in reality, she had every right to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold up. I have a problem with this, actually. At the beginning of the episode is when uh, Buck got the bone. Now, to do credit cards back then, if you're doing it through the mail, he had to apply through the mail. It had to be sent off, delivered, uh, processed, response mailed back to them for him to get them for them to tell him no that's at least a two-week process buck would have destroyed that original bone by then <laughs> like there's like i like my, if i give our dogs a bone like if i go to my mom's house and give their dogs a bone that bone is dead within an hour Really? Like Justin, you have a dog. If you gave your dog a rawhide bone, which I'm which I'm pretty positive is what that was, would like at best that bone might last what a week at best. Mm, my dog doesn't really like rawhide. Okay, they, well I, I have mean, him but, still sitting around. Does he like to chew on the pig ears or whatever? He does. I don't really get them though because I heard they're not good for the dogs. Uh, no, they're they're bad because and same with rawhide. It's mostly because shards can break off and they can swallow a shard and it can stab them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just saying, there's no way that that's the exact same bone from the beginning of the episode. Uh, well, then I'm completely wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're completely wrong. I because it didn't even occur to me until you pointed it out. Right. But there's just. No way. That makes no sense. Like That's my job, to make you think more than you ever did before about these shows. Yeah, but would you make me think on something better than how long a rawhide <laughs> dog bone lasts? Not really. I don't have that much to offer here. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. That's about as much compelling thought as I could provide you. It's time for No Man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Yep, they called me the to be rich, even if just for a little while. 
But now we're poor again. I'm just sorry I had to give everything back. Not everything, Mom. <laughs> you know, luckily, the credit card company was so embarrassed about giving a dog a credit card, they decided not to press charges. They just impounded the stuff. Where's Dad? Well, it seems that you can't impound $1,500 worth of hotel services and food. So we all got together and we discussed it. Everyone was real nice. And the upshot is, Daddy will be working days in the shoe store and nights, well... <laughs> Boy! I need someone to scrub my back. <laughs> Al has to pay back $1,500 to the hotel, and the way he does it is that they make him a bellboy at night. And unfortunately for him, they continue to call him Buck, even to the point where a lady talks to him like a dog and says, good boy, Buck, (laughs) while he's giving her her back a sponge bath or whatever that was. So the credit card company is not going to press charges because they're so embarrassed that they gave a, a dog a credit card that they just decided not to press charges so the bundies get away scot-free from this one bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're so embarrassed i'm sure they'd like who would ever know that or care i mean they would not be too embarrassed guys they'd get their money no ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review be sure to join their facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Master the possibilities. Uh, How many uh, store copied receipts are you signing Buck's name to out of five for this episode, Justin? All right. uh, This episode for me uh, was solid. I like the, I like episodes centering around Buck. We don't get very many of those at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. Um, it's like one of those things where you get to see the Bundys live rich for a second, but you know they don't jump the shark and make make them win the lottery or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I'm going to come in at a three point five. What was the receipt? A store copy receipt of Bucks store where you can sign his name to it. Where I'm going to sign Bucks name to it out of five. <laughs> Boy, this is getting ridiculous. Okay, Jerry, how many of those are you also giving this episode out of five? I am also giving it uh, a 3.5. It's, it's a pretty fun episode. 3.5 what? Uh, 3.5 buck signatures. Uh, so instead of, so I have three buck bundies and one buck. Uh, okay. Yeah, here they go. Um, it was a pretty average episode. Like it's good, but I don't, it's not something I'm going to come back to. I don't feel like I, I'd come back to this one a lot. Um, but I do think it was really good. And I think it does deserve that extra 0.5 to separate it from like the previous episode. Um, 
because I feel like there was some cool stuff to talk about with this this one. Yeah. Yeah, this to me is one of the golden classics. This is a 4.5 out of 5 to me. I love Ooh. this episode. I'd even go wow. 5. Oh, yeah, I'd even go 5 out of 5. But uh, I'll just I'll be a little more... Eh. You got to take the .5 off for the, uh, the buck two-week bone. Yeah, that was such a flaw that it ruined the whole thing for me. Yeah, I can't believe they did that. That's why mine's not a four. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is just Married Children Perfection. This is the Golden Year uh, level stuff. I mean, it's hilarious. The whole premise is so, it's so, so them. I mean, and at the same time, it's not. Like you said, they almost had to keep Kelly out of this just to keep... Because you can't be on the same level as the dullard on this show. So we have to almost erase her and her mentality from the aura of this whole thing. And just keep it to these two listening to their, like, what, 14-year-old son who says, Hey, remember what Marcy said? We don't have to do it. I mean, we could just do whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so <laughs> ludicrous. It's just, like, the most amazingly dumb thing in the world. But... For all the perfect reasons, the way they splurge, the crap they bought, going to the bubble thing, classic scene. I'll never forget. You know, it's like burned into my head forever. And then having a super hot chick, the reactions of the clothes coming off. I mean, it's just amazing. The soap dropping. I mean, I, it just doesn't get better than this. I, and, and there's a million lines that we even talk about either. Like, line after line after line of hilarity. All strong, zero weak jokes. Uh, so I I, I want to go five five, but I'll just do four point five out of five for this episode of Married with Children. So guys, be sure to tune in to the Married with Children podcast. When you're done spreading the word and making us as big as we should be, be sure to tune back in and listen to us review Peggy loves Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Peggy wants for Valentine's Day is to hear unromantic Al utter th- those three little words I love you um wow I wonder if that will be good that's one of those episodes that I don't really remember so that'll be interesting <sighs> I'm tired man but uh whatever right? oh hey Justin check out this uh, new Rolex I got man dude that is shiny look at this brand new laptop that I got in my bag here Check this out. Wow, dude. That must have cost a fortune. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much did cost a fortune. Small fortune. Yeah, my stuff too. Uh, They are taking forever to bring my credit card back. This is ridiculous. Hmm. Hey, what's going on down here? What the hell is this? What are you doing? Jerry? Uh, that's that's my credit card. I'm waiting for you to give it back with the receipt so I can sign things. This is how this works. This you is know. your credit card? It's been rejected. What do you mean it's been rejected? I haven't bought anything on it yet. I have people that know people. We looked it up. You have a Rolex. You have laptops. Have Rolex? Alex has a Rolex and laptop. JP's got a laptop. Wait a second. Hold on. Where'd y'all get those from? Here's your credit card in pieces, you piece of shit. What? Whoa, yes. time's out, they, they, whoa. Dude, guys, y'all gotta return that shit. Well, Peg didn't return anything. Guys, why are y'all running? Hey, get back here. Ow, that mousetrap. <laughs>